Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. And welcome back in Wisconsin. It is the Bill Michaels Show uh, around this great state of Wisconsin on a Friday. Got a little snow this morning down in the uh, Milwaukee area. A uh, little dusting of snow. We've uh, actually been okay. If if you if you don't like the uh, heavy duty winter weather, um, well then you should move. But if not, uh, we're getting away unscathed here a little bit to a degree. It was a little cold spell uh, a few weeks ago, but outside of that, nothing uh, nothing major. But uh, you know, again, as I said yesterday, uh, ninety days of uh, the heavy stuff in the wintertime, at at least in, say, um, Madison and south. uh, North of that, you guys know you get dumped on quite a bit more. But uh, 90 days, December, Jan, and Feb, and then we can start thinking about spring training getting underway, which is, heck, here we are the 8th of uh, January, and spring training uh, is going to start just a little over a month from right now. And yes... Everything is on time as of today. Now, here's a, here's, I won't say an issue that I've had, but just a, a, just a little bit of a, a curious uh, sort of feel to it. So we have, you can check the box of uh, college basketball is up and running. And, of course, protocols are into play here. NHL about to get up and going. NBA with with a short shelf life in between seasons is back up and running. The NFL and there there is the the the, the huge indicator there that you know a, a how many this might be a better question for our our green and gold insider uh, Mike Clemens but you know how many people staff players and and everything are involved with an NFL team this year? I would say upwards of. 70s to 80 range, 50-plus-man roster, and, and you go from there. NFL, there's the indicator there that it is the, the perfect example of how we can have sports uh, throughout the uh, pandemic that we're going through. And I know there's a lot of differing opinions on this. 
And I understand that there is sometimes vehement arguments about this. And I understand the positive rate and the tests and the false positives and the false negatives and the, the hospitalizations and, of course, the death rate and, of course, the death toll. I understand all of it. I've got you. In, in the most objective way one can possibly look at this. But I don't understand this part of all this. And that is why baseball is getting picked on. I'm a little territorial when it comes to baseball for obvious reasons. Those that don't know, for you know, a decade and a half, 15 years, I've been doing uh, post-game duties talking Brewers baseball uh, in Milwaukee. Man, I love that team. And, and if there's a love affair that is, uh, <laughs> that, that is out there uh, between a, a man and, and, an, and a business or a team, it's it certainly, I would be the, the biggest example of, I just love Brewers. And I have, it's been that way since I've been a kid. And those of you that listen to me for forever, you guys are aware. I just collect everything Brewers and I just, I'm in love with them. So I am a little territorial when it comes to that. But when I have to read again this year, last year in, in retrospect, in hindsight, you can sort of understand it. I was in Arizona when the shutdown occurred for spring training. Our coverage continued in Arizona after the shutdown from an Airbnb instead of the broadcast booth at American Family Fields of Phoenix. Right in the middle of it. And in looking back, I I completely understand it because we didn't know. We didn't have information. Now, we not only have information, but we have examples of how successful it can be. And I'm just going to talk reality to you. A positive test does not mean a walk to the death chamber. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? I'm just going with the facts here. I'm not, t- I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to stir up a, a, a division here. However, on the other side, you will see that, boy, there's 350,000 people that have passed away from this virus. Now, some people would add the word allegedly to there. I didn't. But I know that example does exist and occurs. That being said, why, why is baseball, and I feel it's getting picked on, like you can't do this. And I, I don't want to read the articles because what happens when I read the articles to you, it's like the third or fourth time that I read them and I just lose my mind. <laughs> USA Today is a culprit. LA Times is a culprit. Sometimes ESPN is a culprit in my book of picking on baseball, saying, how can you do this? I just cited you the examples of how you can do it. NFL football just did it for 17 weeks with double the roster and staff. Literally, the numbers. You want to go by facts and numbers, which is what everybody says. Well, we've got to follow the numbers, follow the facts. Let's do that. The NFL just did that with twice the amount of people involved. And for the most part, in the grand scheme of things, it was rather successful, wasn't it? 
That being said, is baseball going to get going on time? In just five and a half weeks from right now. I want to get the uh, date straight. Sam Schmitz is here with us today. Uh, Evan Heffelfinger is there. Evan or Sam, if, if you can grab the exact date of Brewers' uh, reporting date. I know the uh, Brewers on Deck event in Milwaukee had been canceled for quite some time. And that would have been here just in a couple of weeks. Uh, really late January. It normally occurs, I think, uh, in that uh, tweener week between the conference title games in the NFL and and the Super Bowl. But, I mean, we're looking at mid-February to report. Craig Council spoke to the media uh, not more than, what, three weeks ago and said that as far as he knows, it's business as usual to report. Now, will there be protocols? Is there a reason why I should be there for coverage? One of my favorite things to do is to, to one-on-one interviews with, with Milwaukee Brewers, players, staff, and coaches, and broadcasters. One of my favorite things. I look forward to doing that every single year. Okay, so we see, this is why I'm curious. It has a TBA to be announced. When do pitchers and catchers report? Well, there's the reason why I don't know. It's because they don't know, and the reason would be why. You tell me why there's – see, now again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in total control. You tell me why there's not a date to report to spring training, why those facilities aren't up and running with safety protocols in place. You're about ready to put 64 teams into an area in Indianapolis – for the NCAA tournament. They just announced the protocols for that. You're looking at 15 or so teams, uh, whatever it is, 17 or whatever it might be, in, uh, in, in the metropolitan Phoenix area. And we can't get a game plan on that. Why is baseball different? Sam, I'm going to start with you. Why is baseball different? Why does it seem that that goes to a different, a different beat? It goes to a different set of rules. I don't know. I think, well, first of all, it should, I think it starts with Rob Manfred. The fact that he's still waiting to announce things that we still don't know if there's going to be a DH in the NL. We don't know a lot of things for this upcoming MLB season. I will say this. There are three teams in MLB that have set dates so far. The Orioles, the Rays, and the New York Mets all expected to report to spring training some sometime between February 17th to the 23rd. All all of those teams in Florida. Is that right? Just off the top of my head, I believe all three of those teams train in in Florida. So that being said, are there any in Phoenix? Padres and Dodgers and Cubs and Brewers and White Sox, Mariners. Not one Arizona team. Yeah, like I said, those are, date. those are the only three that have set dates so far. I'm curious as to why. I mean, let it let it just soak in for a bit. I don't want anyone to get sick. I I get it. I was sick. For for what it's worth, so were a lot of people. 
So are a lot of people. I, I, I'm just, I'm not saying society. I'm not saying restaurant bars. I'm not saying schools. I'm not saying any of that stuff. All I'm, all I'm just commenting on here, if you will, editorializing, if you, if you will, um, is if other sports can do it, why is baseball different? Is, is there, a, is there a, 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 a different physical activity involved here? Because I don't see it being as close as NFL football is. I called it uh, last year doing some of these shows on the flagship in Milwaukee as, as well as this show. Uh, it's, it's hand-to-hand combat in, in the NFL. You're face-to-face in the NFL. On average, baseball is not a face-to-face sport compared to football, right? So why the delay in baseball? They do have a a union contract. It does run through the end of this year. So that's not an issue. Although we all know that the undertones and back channels, that (laughs) it probably is. I get it. But technically, in theory, legally, there is a, a player's association agreement with the league. But why the hesitation with baseball? If, if the wait-and-see attitude, yet examples of organizational sports are happening right in front of our faces, including a Bucks game tonight, including a Badgers basketball game last night, including NFL games over the weekend, including last weekend. 16 teams played in one day. What's Five days ago, on Sunday, all 16 teams played on one day. Yet baseball, who has still five weeks to play with, is hesitant in getting their season going. I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. You tell me what the answer is. Because I, I, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I would be, I'm confused anyway. But I'm even more confused with the examples after I just set forth the examples, then we still don't have anything with baseball. Now, again, I may be jaded here because I am the, a, a baseball guy. I, I make my living in baseball the last 15 years, make my living in radio the last 30,000 years. But in baseball the last 15 years, why can't I have baseball? Maybe a little bit of a selfish uh, comment, but I don't think so. I, I, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair curiosity. Uh, if you want to jump in here, 855-830-8648. That's 855-830-8648. Why does baseball seem to be different than all the other sports that are going on? When you could make the argument that it's less, it's less distanced than the other sports. <laughs> when you think about it. All right, it's Tim in for uh, Bill today. It's a Friday edition Wisconsin of the Bill Michaels Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And welcome back, Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Show, a Friday edition. Uh, no reason to get too intense about this uh, conversation, that's for sure. 
um, as we, we debate whether or not baseball should be. And again, maybe this is a moot point conversation because maybe they do get underway, which is my hope, being an optimist, which is my hope that baseball gets underway. But if you're just joining us, just I, I'm curious as to why we can play football and we can play basketball and we can play hockey. And for crying out loud, we can even have high school sports. But yet baseball is a little hesitant in, in proceeding here. And I, I understand, all, well, at least I try to, understand all sides of this and know that people have strong opinions about a lot of things going on in, in this country these days. There's some really strong opinions. But this is just an open forum to try and find out why baseball would be different than a lot of these other sports that are up and running. And it's an out, I mean, I could, you know, again, I'm a little skewed on this because I, I want it to happen so bad. A couple of reasons. One is I love Brewers baseball and baseball in general, but I do, you know, make a living doing that. That would be a reason why I would skew the argument that way. And I understand that's what I do. Another reason for me, at least, would be that it, it is an outdoor activity for the most part. An outdoor activity, which uh, more social distance. I thought the protocols were pretty decent. There was some flare-ups in a 60-game shortened season over the summertime. But again, um, not a lot of dates set. I won't say that there aren't plans being made because I would be shocked if there weren't, at least behind the scenes, to get baseball underway on time or at least have a reporting date. Pitchers and catchers, those three beautiful, lovely words that are out there. And and when they would report and, you know, when full team, you know, uh, physicals would happen and, and then position players report and then the first game. I do know this, that they set out the schedule for Cactus League games. Well, that's a good sign. 855-830-8648. Football has double the roster baseball does. Just general math. You know, 50-plus as opposed to, you know, 25-plus. Add the staff in there. I would assume that the staff is far larger in the NFL per team than in baseball on a day-to-day, game-by-game activity. Uh, Let's go to uh, Appleton listening on the score. It is uh, Katie. Katie, you're on the Bill Michaels Show. What's your your spin on this, Katie? Help me out here. Well, I love baseball. I was born and raised in baseball. So I'm really missing it like you – and I was just pondering your question and thought maybe it's because of the amount of games they play and the amount of traveling they have to do compared to the other sports. Mm-hmm. If that's a reason why they're a little more reluctant to get going. Okay, excellent. See now again, Katie. Thanks, thanks for the call. Valid and fair on CNN. No, I'm kidding. Um, Valid and fair, Katie, because there is a tremendous amount of travel. With 162 games, 81 of those games played outside of your home city. You're embarking on three city road trips where you're landing uh, and playing three games. After game three, you're going back to the airport. You're landing another hotel. Good point, Katie. Another hotel. Get right back up. Staff, food, buses. 
luggage, go to their park, play a game for a couple of days, repeat. Then then you factory reset when you get back home. After three cities, you 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 go to you go into LA, San Diego and Denver in 11 days. You you again though. Now the other side would be, man. You know, once we leave that city, there's another there's another flight and another team that comes into that city or they leave too and another you could have these reciprocation type situations with hotels, which is, you know, probably, in fact, I know that's what they did this year. Uh, Travel wasn't as extensive, and you're right. We weren't talking about, you know, seven to 11-day road trips, maybe occasionally a a, a day more. We're we're not talking in football, although they practice just about every day. We're not talking about – I think the rule in baseball is you can't play more than 21 straight days. That's three weeks, no weekends off. It's not like radio where everyone just takes a banker's holiday every other week. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) I had had to throw that in there. Um, But you play upwards of 20 and 21 straight days in baseball. I, I guess that could be it. But I guess, I guess, Katie, something else for you and I to think about within the same reason would be, can there be protocols uh, installed to keep that safe? Or can there be schedule uh, protocols to keep these, this whole thing safe? Which really is what they did this year, too, with the regional sort of uh, uh, realignment on the schedule. It's just an interesting debate. It really is. Okay, let's talk some Packers football uh, up next. But I had to get that off my chest. And I, I still didn't get to the money part, but I'll, I'll try and do that before the show is done. But we, we are action-packed here today. Uh, in the next hour will be Mike Clemens. But um, we will talk some Packers football next, I promise, with an expert. You're listening to the Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. All right, welcome back. A Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Well, that was fun. I got you down around the... uh... <laughs> pondering whether or not we're going to get a Brewers baseball sp- season, but uh, let's let's live in the moment here, and that is Packers football for sure. PackersNews.com. Eric Baranchek joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Oh, Tim, I really am excited to be here today. I always like when you're when you're subbing in. Th- awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I you know uh, I want to start out uh, just with. Uh, Aaron Rodgers a little bit and and the transformation in in my opinion of uh, a couple of factors in, in his growth here because he I mean the the season he's having Eric is just amazing to me but it's wisdom experience and maturity that I am hearing from a 37 year old that just stepped to the next level both on and off the field it appears to me whenever I hear him speak your thoughts Really interesting that you say that because one of the things that you have to wait for for a quarterback 
um, is for the game to slow down. Because when you first come out of college, you have, uh, you know, a certain level of, of experience. But, you know, the bullets fly a little bit faster in, in the NFL than it does in the, in the college world. And, it, and the, the degree of adjustments that are made, site adjustments, formation adjustments that are made on the fly are really, really high. Because you've got a lot of um, high IQ people on both sides of the ball. And not only do you have high IQ people, but you got high uh, athletic people too. So you really um, have to have, there's a, you know, you have to give that quarterback time to slow down. And then after they slow down, um, that's when they really are good. So you're looking at year three, four, right? And uh, then there's another level of the slowdown. Um, and then there's this level of slowdown that we're seeing right now where it's almost like the matrix. You know, you see him, and I'm just, I'm just, he has a mastery of the offense now, of what they're doing. And um, he has a comfort level of, um, from the offensive line and his protection. So he's able to, to go through his progressions and go and do things. I'm just amazed. You don't see it on TV because it's really hard. You only see, when you show the TV shot, all they show is the, basically the line of scrimmage, right? Because they want everybody to see the quarterback. But if you watch him, he, he gets guys open with his eyes, which is weird because, you know, most people, it's hard to, how do you do that? Well, he'll be looking left. So the whole defense, the safeties and everything starts shifting that way, especially if he's looking left, especially if, if, if Adams is on that side. So then you see safeties start floating that way, and all of a sudden he turns and fires it to the right. Um, one example is that touchdown to Equimania St. Brown. People can go back and uh, and a game, game rewind and watch that play happen and watch those safeties go right to the left and he at the last second just turns and fires it to the right and it's you know a touchdown by a no name guy so it's pretty pretty impressive uh, the way that uh, he can manipulate defenses with not only the words coming out of his mouth but his eyes and, and the, the way that you know his pump fakes it's. He definitely has a mastery of what the offense is, is doing at this point in time. There were some tenuous uh, circumstances. I guess maybe speculation might be the, the better word. When Lafleur was brought in and whether or not they or that relationship was going to be better than, than the McCarthy-Rogers, at least late in, in that tenure, um, it, it appears that, uh, that, that there's no, there are no issues uh, with that relationship because uh, – I think part of that, and I'm just guessing, and you may know more on this, I'm guessing Lafleur opened his mind to consulting with Aaron Rodgers on, on the system and, and working with him to figure it out. And the communication obviously had to be there because we're seeing the results now. Yeah, I, you know, it's hard to say. You know, they're pretty tight-lipped about some of that stuff. But if you read between the lines, uh, it sounds like the relationship is very strong and – what you're seeing on the field is, um, uh, you know, just getting, you know, like last year was kind of getting into the offense. And now it's just a, like a, a, you know, it's almost like a wizard out there uh, with what they're doing. And, and the other thing that you're seeing too is, you know, he's 37 years old. He can still run around a little bit, but he's not, the, he's not a runner. He's looking to throw the ball. He'll run when he needs to to get a first down and keep a drive alive. But what I like is the fact that he is not holding the ball as long. And they've got it into his head that, you know what, guess what, it's okay to hand the ball off 25 times a game. Nothing wrong with that. And instead of, get, instead of holding the ball and getting clobbered, 
well, you hit your checkdowns. You know, do some of those things. Know where your checkdowns are. Know where the and if there's a blitz coming, would throw to the to the zone where they vacated. You know, there's there's a, a lot of things that that are happening right now that have not been really good. You know, like the you know the last couple of years of uh, McCarthy. You know, I used to just sit there and pull my hair out. I'm like, why is this guy not hitting to the hot zone? Why is he not hitting his checkoffs? Why is he just standing there and getting clobbered? Um, but I, you know, if he's gonna make it to a play. Where he is, and if you look at some of the older quarterbacks, Brady and Breeze, that those are the things that they're doing, and they just become more efficient. And the, the big things will open up, to, and to just be patient. You don't have to stand there and hold the ball and wait for them, because they'll open up on their own if you're efficient uh, right off the bat. Eric Baranchak, PackersNews.com, and. I guess it comes down to this, and, and maybe there's some uh, teams and coaching staffs losing losing some sleep over this question. And, and Eric, admittedly, it might be a stupid question, but how do you beat them then? I mean, that's really what what people are losing sleep over. How would you beat a dude like this? Well, first thing is you got to load up on the run on first down, and you, they got to do their best to to get them to long yardage situations, but you know, that's, that's everybody's goal, right? So that's nothing new, but after watching enough football of, of this year and watching him versus last year and the year before, if you want to beat this guy, you got to beat him up early. You gotta, you gotta take, you gotta roll the dice and you gotta get him down on the ground and dirty up his Jersey early in the game. And then he starts getting, you know, like any quarterback, they're going to get a little bit of rabbit feet, right? So, it's time to, you know, if you're going to do it, you know, you really got to have, have some brass cojones because if, you, if you're going to do zero coverage and if you're going to do um, uh, and, and blitz a guy to get him down, it's, you know, you're, you're, playing, you're playing roulette a little bit, you know, because what's going to happen is if he, he's going to hit the hot zone or he's going to hit the dump off. So, it's kind of darn if you do and darn if you don't. You know, you gotta you gotta get them down on the ground. But it's, the hard part is if you don't, and that offensive line is playing pretty darn good. If you don't get them down on the ground and you're blitzing guys, he's gonna tear you up. So it's you know if you're gonna beat them, you gotta beat them early with early pressure. I mean, early, when I say early pressure, early in the game and get him beat mm-hmm. up early. That's the way to beat him. That, that's the only way they're gonna beat him. I'm with you 110. I, percent I, I it came to to, to my thought process uh, many years ago with Peyton Manning when he was just a general with the, with the Colts. And it's like, how do you beat this guy? And then all of a sudden I, I thought, well, the only way to beat him is to hit him. And it's, it's really – because he's going to get you anyway. I mean, he's going to yeah. beat you anyway. I mean, if you want to you want a game plan against that dude, and you're going to have to do something a little bit different. That may occur down the line here. All pros announced, uh, Eric, uh, today. And any surprises for you, Alexander? I guess if you look at his game log, looks pretty impressive. Uh, Zadarius Smith. Both those two defensive players on the second team, first team, Lindsley along with Adams, Rogers, and Bakhtiari. No, I, I those are those are pretty good, you know. I you know I think that is there a, yeah, I don't know. I I think you can, you can make the case for Tunyon, you know. I mean his numbers that he's put up this year are pretty darn good, especially in the NFC. Uh, when you look at at tight ends, um, maybe Amos, but I mean no, I would say it's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good. Uh, I don't think anybody got really bloodied there on that. I agree. With no. Him. 
Yeah, no, I, and, and I would say the, the other thing would be the impressive nature of how the old line uh, has functioned here this year because uh, with, with a few moving parts in there, Lindsley's injury and now obviously uh, uh, Bakhtiari, but, boy, they've done one hell of a job. I mean, they've stepped up. Now, I'm not sure it's an indicator. Certainly, I, I love Jenkins moving forward. I, I think he's going to be on that old line, hopefully, for the next 10 years. I mean, maybe he'd be a Packer legend. But, boy, with the moving parts, maybe they're playing above what they normally are. I'm talking about, you know, uh, guys like Wagner and, and Turner and these guys. But your thoughts on that offensive line, because I don't think they get their due. No, and one of the hard things that – Listen, offensive linemen, they don't they don't just roll out of the womb when they're an offensive lineman. You know, running backs, D backs, wide receivers, those guys are God gives them some gifts that most other people don't have. Offensive linemen, the gift they get from God is their is, is some some their size. But it's all hard work. And those guys are, and coaching. And the offensive the old adage is offensive linemen are made, they're not born. And those guys are they're you know they put in their time. It's obvious that the mental part of the game is really um, um, uh, driven hard home, and they they don't make stupid mistakes. You know, you know, you, rarely do you see a guy running free in the backfield. I mean, look at like Dean Lowry. How many times is he just going to beat a guy off the line and then come screaming in the background? Well, you, we've seen him this year. In the backfield, well, it isn't because he's, he, you know, he doesn't do it very often. He does it because the offensive line screws up. You don't see any of those screw ups on their offensive line. You don't see any mistakes being made. And 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 when you are coached at a high level, and you're, uh, you know, you have guys like Bakhtiari, you got guys like Lindsay, Lindsay and Turner that are expecting, you know, these young guys to play at a high level. And are they a good example and a good role model? That's how, that's how it's done. You know, offensive linemen. I don't care what anybody says. They are they are made and they're built. They're not born. And it's a lot about a lot of hard work. Um, not only just in the weight room and all that good stuff and at the dinner table. It's about the mental part of the game. And you see them not making mental mistakes, especially in the passing game. The other thing that I have noticed this year, not a whole lot of other people notice, the pad level is pretty good. Um, over in years past, that's been a bugaboo with, with some of their offensive lines. Is they've had really high pad levels, and this year, you see, um, the, I, I've noticed that pad level is better. Not only that, but they got athletes now. You know, Lindsley and Jenkins, um, and even a little bit with Turner. They're, when he's playing guard, they get to the second level, and they're not dominating run blockers. They're not road graders. You know, the 350 pound guys that just blow you away. I mean, those guys—they're not that. They're, they're more get out there, turn their backs, and, and, and make creases. And um, I, you know, that offensive line is playing as good or better than anybody. I mean, yep. if they're not the best offensive line, they're in the very top end. And they are playing like it. There's no doubt. And again, maybe they're just going on a little adrenaline and some some good vibe and and just great systems. But it's been impressive. Uh, and I think uh, Eric, you've been in a fortunate situation just from a fan's perspective, and and certainly I have over the years of being closer to these guys um, than than you know one normally would get. Maybe an autograph session here or there. If you've never stood next to an offensive lineman, you need to make sure you get a chance to do that. These men are just mountains. I, you know, you can't tell that on TV, Eric, 
I don't know if you recall the first time you were around like a, a couple of offensive linemen, but the first time I was, it was like, I, I cannot believe human beings are this large. It's, it's oh, crazy. Oh, that try shake their hand. It's kind of like a, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, and I'm not so sure I want you to shake my hand. You see this giant mitt coming at you. It's like, it's like a know. catcher's mitt. It is. Yeah. They can just engulf your hand and crush every bone at any given second. You know, <laughs> I guess, to tell you a quick story. I was a kid and we were, they had a, Packers used to have a youth camp. And I remember standing there looking at Robert Brown, and you know that guy was a he was a you probably don't remember him from the eighties. He was just a monster defensive end, and uh, not a fat guy, but just a big man. I remember looking at him, going, "I'm like, I'm like how do I get big like you?" And he's like, "Eat beef, <laughs> lots of meat." <laughs> like, oh, lots of meat. He's like, "Lift weights and eat beef." Man. Okay, sir. Well, we'll Very let's lucky, hook man. up and maybe have another conversation again next week as we uh, get more into uh, the actual matchup. But uh, Eric Baranchek, always a pleasure, man. It's a, it's a highlight uh, here on the show today. I appreciate the time, and let's do it again. All right, you guys enjoy your weekend and uh, try to get off the couch a little bit. It's going to be pretty hard with 18 hours of football cups staring down at us. But <laughs> no no doubt. Can, cannot wait. Thank you. There's Eric Baranchek. PackersNews.com on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. For 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. There is uh, an employee here uh, that we work with that is, and I I mean this, uh, he's one of the best in the country. And uh, he will join us uh, in the next hour talking Packers football. In the meantime, there's a couple of things I need to get to, and that is paying respects. We'll do that next. Tim in for today, Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. There'll be some fans in the stands for the Packers divisional playoff game next weekend. The team says 6,000 seats for season ticket holders will go on sale next Tuesday. The players have had some light workouts and meetings. Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett interviewed for the Falcons head coaching job. Hackett was asked, with the Packers' recent success, is he surprised more front office people are being considered by other teams? Um, I mean, there's so many things that go into that. Um, I think that if those things happen for people, we'll be so excited for anybody and everybody. But I mean, right now, that's for after the season. You know, we're just in the mindset. We just we just want to get ready for the playoffs. And it's been 10 years since Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. How much would a second Lombardi trophy mean to his legacy? Obviously, I'd love to win one. It's been a long time time only a few of us who's actually uh were there for that moment so it'd be nice for all of us to get back the super bowl is obviously a big part of the way that quarterbacks are judged and teams in general are judged but it has always and it will always take a team to do it and hopefully this is the team to do it this year that's packers quarterback aaron Rodgers in green bay i'm mike clemens Yeah, welcome back. Bill Michaels Show, Friday edition, Tim Allen. And uh, we want to get to a couple of these things. We've got a couple in here. Sam, I want to uh, involve you and uh, Evan Heffelfinger, Sam Schmitz. 
and Evan Heffelfinger uh, producing the show today. Uh, with those we have lost, and, and, and I know we're short, uh, shortly going to hit, uh, hit a break here, but I will continue this afterwards. It's interesting um, that this many, and, and maybe, maybe it is a situation where, um, where it's just spotlighted a little bit more, but it does seem like we've lost more. Uh, in in this last calendar year in terms of uh, uh, people who have passed uh, in and around the sports world uh, than, than really in the years prior to that. And I'll start with a couple here before the break. Uh, you know, th- one year ago, right around now, and we can all remember this, is Kobe Bryant, his passing in the helicopter crash in California. Just stunning. I mean, that that to me was uh, sort of the, the precursor of one hell of a year we were going to have. I mean, I, nobody saw this type of thing coming at that time uh, in terms of the pandemic and, and, and deaths. But, I mean, where were you? I was, uh, I was just coming out of uh, the Brewers on Deck event when, when I heard the news on Kobe Bryant. It's just, you, you just turn the clock back a little bit. Uh, so Kobe Bryant started that off in uh, January. How about uh, Tom Terrific? And no, it's not Tom Brady uh, with that nickname. It's Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver is the one that has uh, that nickname for all eternity. Uh, we lost him. You know, uh, Mets and, and White Sox. I remember him as a, as a Met and a White Sox. Uh, Whitey Ford we lost in 2020. Now, I can't say that I watched Whitey Ford, although some would accuse me of watching him play baseball. Uh, Bob Gibson, the right-hander. That just, oh, man, St. Louis Cardinal, just an amazing euchre caught him as well. We'll continue with this list uh, down memory lane a little bit, pay our respects to those who we have lost in the last calendar year. You're listening to a Friday edition And still to come, Mike Clemens, more Packers conversation. Stick around. It's the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.